This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, everybody. Welcome to your Monday edition of the Blood Red podcast, brought to you by the Liverpool Echo. I'm your host, Theo Squires, subbing in for Joe Rimmer, because Rimmer Jr. is unwell, I believe, today. And that is a reference to Joe's offspring, not him himself being a very short man. Wow. <laughs> I can oh, say that because he's not you're here about two foot tall. He is taller than me, but I can say that because he's not here to defend himself. Anyway, joining me today are... <laughs> I think it's time. You're not supposed to be able to say it, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, joining me today are our Liverpool correspondent, home and away, Paul Gorst. And yeah, uh, all good, yeah. yeah. You're all good. Yeah. And our chief Liverpool writer, Ian Doyle. I'm sure you're all good as well. I'm as all bevied up. All bevied up? Yes. A bevy of swans we were just yes. discussing before yes. the broadcast. Well, I've got to admire the two-footers boss, two-seconds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it, 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 it is. Yeah. It's tra- trademark squires, that, isn't it? Trademark. Better if he doesn't listen. Yeah. Well, maybe he will. Maybe he'll send in a question, which brings us on mm, to the fact yeah. that, as it is the Premier League winter break, this is a, a live Q&A special. We've got a number of questions written down already, but if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, send in them in, and the guys here will be happy to answer them, I'm sure, as much as... Dolly is ever happy to answer any question. God, I was two-footed me now. Do him, do him. Of course, he's just so well-dressed today and smart, I feel like. Is he? Yeah, that's a very nice shirt. It looks like you got that for Christmas or something. Well, he's he's two-footed. Just get on with the question, Steve. I'm going to have today. I'll be here. Anyway, yeah, we've got some questions that have come in, so we'll go straight into them rather than two-footing each other. Uh, I'm probably going to get a load of these names wrong with my pronunciation, so I'm quite glad the first one's from someone called Brothers Red on Twitter. Yes. And you can answer this one, Gorsty. I'm sure you've already seen this one. It's a nice, difficult one for you. Can Liverpool win the title? And if so, what conditions need for them to exist to do it? Or need to exist. Yeah, I mean, that's that'll make them favourites. I think people watching Manchester City on Saturday can see that they're able to bring on Kevin De Bruyne, who's been missing for three months, is it? And longer than that, isn't it? Yeah, first game. Been yeah. missing all season. He comes on, he scores a goal to get them back in it and sets up the winner with an incredible assist. And I, <clears throat> I still fancy City's going on that kind of run that you're used to them doing, sort of post Christmas. Um, so I don't make Liverpool favourites, even though they are currently top. But I think. The conditions they need to do it will be just to maybe repeat the first half of the season and like they have done in 2021 or 2022 um, <clears throat> just keep an eye out on City's results and maybe somewhere along the way they will slip up I think I think it's a great opportunity for Liverpool said it a few times now to to really grasp the nettle and try and bring in the players who they've got for the summer and try and maybe bring them forward six months and um, see if that does have the desired effect of turning a title challenge into a title winning season, but um I think still think they will keep the powder dry. Still got you know Europa League to come. Obviously the game against Fulham haven't we next week, is it? Or the week after in the League Cup semi final. Next week, yeah. It's funny, isn't it? You have a weekend <clears> off and you just completely yeah. lose the feels like an international break, doesn't it, yeah. at the moment? Um the fourth round of the FA Cup. So Liverpool on the whole having a superb season. And I think they can win the league. It's just a case of will City kind of turn on the afterburn as, as they have done previously and are Liverpool able to keep pace with the amount of injuries that they've got but um, I think in full fairness to Klopp he's kind of navigated that injury crisis really well hopefully this week or two we'll get one or two back we should see Robertson back should we see Um and go from there but um, I think they can I'm not sure whether they will and um, I, I suppose that's all you can ask for at this stage of the season which brings us quite nicely to the next question that's from Padraig I'll probably do, 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 do I get to answer that one? 
Oh, do you want to ask that? Yeah, we'll might answer it, yeah. Well, this was going to lead on to that. Okay, well, what has it got? It was, uh, do you think City's strength and depth will eventually be a key factor in who wins the title? Yeah, I think he needs to pronounce Padre's name properly there. Yeah. Oh, Padre. The Irish blood of you guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. Well, in answer to the initial question, Liverpool can win the league. I don't think they will. That's not me being negative. I mean, I put a tweet out on after the game on Saturday, the, the City game, and just said, it's kind of goal that wins you the league. City are the clear favourites. And a lot of people got really angry with it. It's like, well, what planet are you li- li- living on in which City are not the clear favourites to win the league? You know what I mean? And I think that is a goal that I think it it's not so much that it just gives them the three points. It's that they'll feel as though they've come out of that kind of situation where they've had some injuries. I mean, Haaland's still not been playing, yeah. as he's got yeah. to be out for another couple of weeks. they got Doku back. There's no Stones is out. Uh, Kanji's out. I mean, Grealish has missed a lot as well, hasn't he? They are not key players for City maybe Stones is to a certain extent but yeah. he's missed loads of, he misses a lot of games anyway I think Stones but they're players that they, they, they count on quite a lot actually but obviously Haaland's one but the main one as you mentioned is De Bruyne he comes back in I think he came on against Huddersfield in the FA Cup I think he sets up a goal didn't he mm. sets up at least one then he comes on again against Newcastle and does the scores one and then sets one up and you know the winner and it's it's interesting as well it was Oscar Bob who scored the the winning goal because he's the kind of example of that's part of the reason why City are where they are because they can call on these kind of youngsters because of the situation at their academy where they've been able to bring players through they've got certain advantages that some other clubs well almost all the other clubs don't have and that's been a long term thing that's paying off for them Um, that goes back to City's strength in depth then I mean there was a lot of talk at the start of the season that perhaps they didn't have the biggest squad which in terms of recognisable names you might be right but <laughs> Rico Lewis comes in. Yeah. He's been, you know what I mean? It's like these aren't poor youngsters. These are youngsters that have been brought up in the way that Liverpool want those to be. You look at, you know, Curtis Jones, he's one player, Trent's another one. The Quanta is obviously the most recent example, but though he went obviously has to go out on loan. But these are players who've been in City's academy for a long time. They know what it takes to win. They've seen the example that's been set. So City do have the strength and depth to go on and win it. I'd be surprised if he didn't. However, what are the conditions for Liverpool to win the league? Um, win 17 of the last 18 games and make sure the one they lose isn't against City. Basically, it's going to be... Will City end up getting 90-odd points again? Maybe, maybe not. Would you back them to go on another crazy long run like they tend to do at the end yeah, of the season? Yeah, I still think they're capable of, of winning 10 to 12 or about. I think they've already won five or six in a yeah. row, haven't they? Um... And again, that's not being defeated from us. That's just being realistic. That's, I mean, I don't that's think the anyone situation. Exactly. That, that, that's that's what, yeah. the title challenge at this stage. Are they given the amount of turnover and playing staff and whatever else? I, I saw that goal on Saturday. Oscar Bob, bit of a Makeda feel to it. Yeah, you know, I thought, generally yeah. like a. Don't think too many people knew about Oscar Bob. You know, outside the city bubble, I think I've seen him turn Liverpool's to shreds in a under twenty ones game or eighteen months ago. So he's, he's somebody who I've always kind of seen and so I remember him. He was good, but. They had that feel about it, didn't they? And you mentioned City's strength and depth there. They, they were able to sell Cole Palmer in the summer yeah. for £40 million to Chelsea and Gavin blinked. And, and he's, he's Chelsea's best player. Every time I watch him, he's, he's by far... Well, the, again, the he's, not, he's an example of... They came to the academy. Yeah. So, was it £45 million? Pounds? Something it was, like yes, that, yeah, something like so they're making... You know, they're not, I wouldn't exactly say City are self-sufficient, but they're making themselves a lot more because they've managed to get themselves in that position by all the money they've spent over the past 15 years to on the, and the infrastructure and stuff like that. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. 
There's no stopping Mohamed Salah. The Egyptian king reached 200 goals recently for Liverpool Football Club. And to celebrate, the Liverpool Echo have put together a souvenir edition standalone featuring brilliant analysis, pictures and reviews of the Egyptian king's key goals and games and a comprehensive profile of the player. It's the perfect gift for any Mohamed Salah fan and it's beyond sale on January the 17th. All you have to do is reach is visit reachshops.co.uk forward slash Salah and order your copy there. We are selling them worldwide, so you can get it wherever you are in the world. So just visit reachshops.co.uk forward slash Salah. Otherwise, research Salah standalone on the Echo website or look out for Paul Gorst or Ian Doyle on X, formerly Twitter, and they've also pushed it there. You'll be able to see it there. Don't miss the Salah standalone celebrating his 200 goals to Liverpool. There's no stopping the Egyptian king. Up the Reds. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, I'd agree with both of you that City are the favourites to put that stronger squad, but especially you look at Liverpool's as well. Like eight of the ten players who are currently injured or in internationals should be back within a month. Their depth is there as well. While you'd obviously like the lead to be more than two points at this stage, history says City do claw it back. But Liverpool got the experience of you know what it takes when City are chasing you down. It's not like Arsenal last year mm. where their fans thought they're going to win it in March time when you didn't quite think they were breathing down your neck. And here they are, Man City are there. Liverpool still got the talents where they could potentially, if they get through this next month, properly go right until the very end. Yeah, I think Robertson's going to be massive for them, isn't he? You know, he's part of that, you know, cluster who won the title three, was it, nearly four years ago now, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> one of the kind of experienced pros in the squad. So I think getting him back will be massive, considering he's missed three months. Who else? Suppose like should be back for Bournemouth. He was kind of hitting, wasn't he, recently? The, he's got a fighting chance of that. Um, <clears throat> Endo and Salah is just a beating game, I guess. Trent, Trent's another one. Trent, Trent's still out, isn't he? Uh, that, that's a blow. Um, who, who else is that? I'm sure there's... Well, there's Thiago, there's Doak. Thiago, there's, 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 there's Simicass is the other... Yeah, the other the only two that shouldn't be back by February, you'd imagine a Doak and Matip or Dezuz out for mm. the season. But the rest should be there pretty much from what we're hearing from Pep Linders last week. Yeah, I mean, it's coming a nice time, hasn't it, this break for Liverpool with the injuries they've got. I just don't get why they, why they can't spread it across December and January. Like, it seems like no games in January and then they're playing every... 12 hours in December, it's, it seems so unbalanced for me. I think it's just the dates, isn't it? They have to have a League Cup semi-final at some point, mm. so an, an FA Cup, and the FA Cup's always take, you know, taken up two slots in January. So, uh, On to YouTube now for our next one from Rabina. Uh, would you take seven points from the next three games, which are obviously, what, Bournemouth, Arsenal and Chelsea? Well, the short answer is yeah. Yeah. That takes six, uh, but depending on... You, know, you see, see, it's one of these ones. Again, you don't want to lose to Arsenal, but... You definitely take seven, yeah. I think Liverpool have got to, got to prove a point actually against Chelsea at home because against United and then Arsenal, these both both draws weren't they? Particularly the United game, United came with the blueprint and and it worked to a, to a T. Liverpool really struggled, um, so I think if Liverpool are to win the league, I think the Anfield form is going to be huge, and it's not going to be a case of avoiding defeat because draws are no good really, particularly at home. So. I think Liverpool have got to really be looking at maximum points from home now for the rest of the season, which is is a tall order. But in that Chelsea game, I think they've really got to, you know, exert their superiority over Chelsea, which we haven't seen too much, have we, in, in the recent fixtures between them? I think when was the last time either of them won? Yeah, you know, they've always been draws, haven't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. I think the other thing about Chelsea is that while they've not been particularly great this season, they've taken points off. I think it's four of the top five or something yeah. or something like that. So they've won the last three as well. Yeah, they know. They seem to raise themselves for the bigger games. Was the last one there was a winner, Mason Mount, in the pandemic at Anfield? 
Valafine. Was it? Couple of, couple so. of cup, cup finals. It's been six, seven draws in a row. So it's seven draws, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Nil nil Anfield in January, one all in uh, August, the nil nil in Stamford Bridge in April. Yeah. Two draws in the title well, when they were all thinking they were going for the title, wasn't it? it was... Yeah, Lukaku, all yeah. bank holiday, wasn't it? it, it James. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, Liverpool, <clears throat> I mean, I think seven points from those three games would be a good return <laughs> if the draw was on Arsenal. Oh, dear. Even if the wins at Arsenal would be even better. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, on to transfer business now, as it is the transfer window. Al Silver on Facebook has asked, will Liverpool actually sign anyone this transfer window? Yeah, it's not looking likely at the moment, is it? We're nearly halfway through January and there hasn't really been a sniff. And we know there are external factors that change the game on that front. That, you know, even with the best win in the world, the most informed of scribes like Ian Doyle sometimes can't predict, like Luis Diaz two years ago, which um, only came <laughs> which, which, which tickled me because that morning I'd done a piece saying, they're not signing anybody. And yeah, then, and then like, oh. obviously put their hand in and Liverpool, you know, it's all all hands on deck. But at the moment, nothing really seems like it's forthcoming at the moment, which um, will be a shame to many, I, I, I'm sure. But... Um, I haven't heard anything. I don't know about if you you like the no, news. No, it's just it's it'll be an opportunist sign, and it'll be one like Gakpo, like Diaz, to a lesser extent Minamino, uh, players that they like, and then suddenly they realise, well, hang on, we might have to get them in here now in case they go off somewhere else, and or, or somebody's going to try and sign mm-hmm. them. So I would imagine they've got the money, but they didn't have to spend a lot in the in the summer, didn't yeah. they? It's funny, Pep Linders mentioned that didn't he uh about the back and the, the the club received from the owners in the summer and i was i was thinking to myself at the time i, I don't i don't think that's a huge backing for a club of liverpool size in the summer it depends Consider because they did miss, don't back. forget they did miss out in the champions league yeah. and i think they've obviously taken no one say gamble they've obviously said look if we can get straight back in give us this money for these players yeah and it's looking like they're probably going to do that but they got like a third back of it didn't he with fabinho um, they probably wouldn't. Henderson. Yeah, they probably wouldn't have signed one of those midfielders. Well, they wouldn't have signed Endo for a well. start, would they? If it no, wasn't, if no. they knew that Firmino and Henderson weren't going, Firmino and all those players going, it did get a lot back on the wages. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think it was a massive kind of backing in the summer, but you know they've, they've done what they thought was right, and, and so far it seems to be bearing fruit. Uh, the next question is from Dougie on Twitter. Uh, anything likely to happen with Andre? Now, I'll ask you that one, Doily, because I know you've shut that down quite a few times already. But here you go. Here's your platform to shut it down again. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Uh, well, it looks very unlikely, doesn't it? Let's be honest. I mean, if they were going to bring him in, they'd have brought him in straight away at the start of January or even before it. Um, obviously, they were had a little luck, didn't they? In the in the summer when they were not making much ground with Casado and 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 Lavia, uh, they ended up getting Endo, and and I'll, when they went there with Fluminense or Fluminese as I kept on calling them, uh, Fluminense, they uh, basically said that we got an agreement. It turns out they got an agreement. He's staying with us until we get knocked out of the Copa Libertadores, which they didn't because they ended up winning it. Um, but it's interesting was that he ended up playing against City in the final, and yeah. they got. I mean, I know he had the ninety-year-old Felipe Melo next to him, but <laughs> you know, it, it, he's not the first player that's been exposed by City in that way. And I think it's just a bit of an eye-opener. What's interesting for me is that the other club who've been linked with him for a while is Fulham. Now, I'm not saying anything about bad about Fulham because we've seen that they can, you know, under Marco Silva, the when they got a game plan and stick to it, they're actually quite dangerous. But you wouldn't say that Fulham are quite the same lure as Liverpool and I've got the same probably got more opportunities in terms of playing 
And of course, they might have to look for somebody in the long term because of Palinia, who probably isn't now going to Bayern Munich and not sure where he's going to end up. But again, he's another player that Liverpool will link with. Probably a bit too old, wasn't he? For the, for, for, yeah. I mean, having said that, for the money. They, they having said that, yeah, the money, because they did get Endo in and he's mm. obviously 16.25 million, 30 yeah. years of age. I think they were all right playing that, but not 50, 60 million pounds for somebody of the, of the round about the same age. No, I also wonder how much Thiago's future played in, in that, particularly because I think there was interest from Saudi Arabia, wasn't it? And Thiago decided to um, to stay put, and I don't know whether Liverpool were looking to cover bases there, thinking, well, well if he goes, we really are up the wall there and we need someone. And um, as it transpired, he stayed put and he's yet to kick a ball. It's worth pointing out when you look around the Premier League as well. I don't think many clubs have signed anyone of note apart from Tottenham, really, is it? So it has been quite mm. quiet all around and halfway through. It's mm. not necessarily something you can properly attack Liverpool for for not bringing anyone in. Well, but, but the fans will anyway. Some of them. Yeah, obviously yeah. they will anyway. But uh, well, does that mean that does that mean that the, if it carries on like this, this means that the transfer window was a draw? Nobody won it. Goalless draw. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Tottenham won it along with winning the league in September. Now, now. <laughs> two foot in Tottenham. That's my job. Two foot them again? I don't want to. Oh, okay. okay. We, we have got a, another name on the rumour mill that's been thrown in. Daniel Patrick asks, any uh, truth in Bubakar Kamara from Aston Villa? Liverpool interested in for the summer? Was that one that was briefly well, it's, mentioned it's, it's last true, it's Aston Villa. Well, it's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, any interest in him maybe going to Liverpool next summer? I'm not, not aware of that one. I mean, it wouldn't surprise you if, if he was on a short list of sorts, but... Villa will be under no pressure to sell, and I'm sure he's a big part of their their title quest, isn't he? You know, we played yesterday against Everton, didn't he? Um, I'm not too sure about that one, in all honesty. You're taking a Villa player, taking Douglas Louise, aren't you? He's decent. But Watkins, maybe if you need a striker, depends what. Five forwards. How many do you want? I'm just saying, if you want a striker. It's an 82 footed the recruitment team at Liverpool. Not at all. They've done an amazing job of revamping <laughs> this attack, as we've seen. I uh, do like Watkins. You know, yeah. Villa, it's fair play to Villa. They've got a, got a really good manager in Abney and Emery, and they've shown how to reinvest when your star player leaves. You know, that greenish money is. Well, the, is the, really... the old Tottenham thing where they didn't do it properly mm-hmm. in Liverpool, 2014, as yeah, far as they didn't do exactly it properly then either. Uh, next question is from big fan Joe Rimmer. I wonder who that is. Obviously <laughs> <laughs> not a fan of you, though. <laughs> I don't think he's seen it, because the question is, uh, who is the most exciting young player at the academy that many Liverpool play- fans won't have heard of? They won't have heard of. Yeah. Won't have, well, if they read the echo, none of them, because yeah, they'll have heard of all of them. Yeah, yes. I like Trey Ione. He's only been there a few months, but he's, he's already you know, he's on the bench for the senior games, and they, they mm. think massively of them, don't they, Kirby? Um, <clears throat> bit of a goal scorer midfielder, he got the win in the, in the mini derby in September. Uh, I like the look of him, and you can see why Liverpool made great efforts to, to get him in from Leicester, wasn't it? Leicester, yeah. Um, it's, quite, it's quite silky, isn't it? It's quite yeah, silky, yeah. He, he moves, moves, he moves quite well. Yeah. But like you say, I mean, we cover the, uh, the youngsters almost as exhaustively as the uh, seniors, so if you Read our coverage, you'll know about them all. We haven't, really, we haven't really answered that question, have we? I mean, if you look at some of the players, sites in terms of what do you mean? Goal scorer, Jaden Downs. He, can't, say he literally, about him every week, he literally can't stop scoring. <laughs> He's had 17 competitive goals this season. I think there's only been two, possibly three games, competitive games in which he hasn't scored in. It's not like he scored three and one and four on the other. He gets ones and a couple of twos. So he scored at the, uh, the weekend. They got beat 4-2 at uh, Brighton. The under-21s, by the way, that was on his Premier League 2 debut. Took him, it only took him 13 minutes to get a goal. But Brighton had a 15-year-old who scored twice. Yeah, yeah. I think his name's yeah. Henry Howell or something. Or Harry Howell, I can't remember. But given what they've done with the likes of Evan Ferguson and, and people mm-hmm. who, I, who I saw play against Liverpool and have a 
tremendous game a couple of years ago now. Um, I think that uh, you know, Brighton doing well. It's always interesting, I think, covering the youth teams because there's not quite the pressure on the youngsters to get results. You want to see performance. Although, obviously, it's a lot better for them if they are winning games. But also... You get to see the other teams as well and their players, mm-hmm. and you can you lot, see you see you exactly yeah, yeah. exactly go, you see players and you go when you watch that kind of level of a certain amount of times you get a feeling for which players can make it, which ones might need to do you know that extra step possibly go down to the football league and, and go up that way. So I think in terms of Liverpool, I know he's not in the UK, Gordon. I still think it's great. Yeah. I still I still think he's, he just needs a few months. Yeah, yeah I think, I think and Klopp really likes him as well. Been a tough season for Ben Doak after his initial impact. He's he obviously got the injury. The interesting thing for him is that he was kind of caught in between mm. being yeah. on the bench for the first team and then not being and not getting minutes, then not being able to play for the under twenty ones because he was needed for the first team on the bench. And I think that's sometimes a problem for certainly the it's more to be honest, it's more the defensive players. So that's why Quanta getting his minutes has been massive for him because otherwise he wouldn't have probably been getting any football whatsoever. Yeah. And I think uh, if you're a forward, you do actually need that kind of rhythm. A forward and midfielder, you need them that that kind of rhythm. Um, as Klopp said a million times over, you know, players need rhythm. Certainly, players in this Liverpool <clears throat> setup. Yeah, and Klopp said in Brussels about Doak and Gordon specifically that there are boys and we're not looking to loan them, which I thought was interesting because a lot of times people say, "Oh, send them off on loan and get them the minutes and all that," but it's not the kind of one size fits all, is it? With with that. Um, model so um, Klopp was keen to keep those two very specific wingers at the club and, and see what they can learn from the likes of Salah and Diaz and, and whoever else rather than going down the league and get boosted to IM from um, grizzled veterans in the football league the, the, the other interesting thing about that is that historically Liverpool when they've let the youngsters go out on loan it's people they're never, never going to see them again Yeah, you know they haven't really been loaned out to progress them for the first team, but Harvey Elliott is an exception to that. And I think they've seen what happened there. And he had a full hit of a full season and got the minutes. And he was, I think it was him and Elise, yeah. who was at Reading, yeah. who's now at Palace, who Liverpool have been. We've got to get a question on him in a bit. Not yet. Not yet, yeah. <laughs> um, who Liverpool have been linked with recently. That they were the two most creative players. I think they were voted the best two players in the uh, in that division that season. Was it the lockdown season, 2021? Yeah, at least they won young players. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, come second. That's right. And um, they've looked at that. And Connor Bradley, who had the, the season at your favourite team, Bolton, uh, he's, he did very well there. And he would have played more yeah, he would. in the Europa League and the League Cup earlier in the season if he'd not been injured. So the other one we haven't mentioned is Bobby Clark. Mm. He's probably the best player of the whole lot. To be honest, I think when we've seen least stuff as well. Exactly, that's thing. that's the thing is that I've never seen him have a bad game at any of the levels he's played at. Uh, and when he did get on for the first hearing, I started he kicked Declan Rice up in the which was very funny, and he definitely learned that off his dad. What I find interesting about the academy level is obviously they made it go to 23s and then back to 21. But Liverpool, they send to have 19, 20. That's when you're it's, on that team and then you make the step up. It's not just them, to be fair. I think it's most teams now. That's why they got rid of the 23s. I think a lot of them realised that the players who were playing at the 23 level, which now 21 were majority, were 18, 19, possibly some 20-year-olds. But yeah, you have all these younger players coming through and you sort of forget that they're as young as they are because they come through so early. And you think they do get a lot of injuries and that would be easy to be impatient with them. But they, they, get more pressure, they get more pressure on them because of people like us. Because of, you know, not just us in terms of just the whole... There's an LFC TV channel that shows the games live. I mean, can you yeah. imagine that happening 10 years ago, 10 to 15? You know, no one was that interested in... Mm. 
reserve team football. That's why but there was now... the hype over what, Pacheco and Nemeth because it only just started. Yeah, yeah so Nemeth. now now I mean, it's players like Mushilovsky have probably suffered from that a bit too yeah. much. Mm. That's it because they've they've seen you know the, the, the expectation and pick people mm. like that. Yeah. Uh, next question on YouTube from uh, Vase Vars, whatever you want to say, depending on your pronunciation of flowers, is Utiago. Vars. We're in America. I know. I realised that as I was saying it, so I was trying to cover my back there. Cheers, Delaney. No problem. <laughs> but the question is: Will Tiago ever been seen in a Liverpool shirt again? Yes. Next question. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I th- the worry, the worry, of course, is that it's this. This he's out of contract at the end of the season. Yeah. They're just kind of protective, a bit like. Cater to a certain degree at the end yeah. of last season. He yeah, didn't yeah. see him after the Crystal Palace came up. He admittedly wasn't very good in that game, but Liverpool had enough people missing for him to at least have been on the bench if he was fit. And was, he was training for a while and then he just disappeared off the face of the earth. And we know with Cater mm. that he picks up injuries. Is he injured now still? No, he's just he back an injury back? and he's yeah. got man of the match for Guinea at the Cup of Nations, I think, in their first game, he's which is left. very Naby Cater Yeah. Um, but Thiago, I, I mean, let's be honest, he's good enough to, to be, be playing some of these games if he's fit, so I would expect to see him, yeah. I think it's been one of the most disappointing things of Liverpool's season, that the, the fact that they brought forward this surgery so he'd be fit for this season and he hasn't played a minute at a time when he wouldn't have been needed as much, you know, he wouldn't have been put through the ringer as much in terms of his, his body and the physicality of, of how much he'll be asked to play. He could have just been a nice little sprinkler here and there and coming on him, you know, affecting games but he hasn't been able to do any of it and I think by the time he comes back it might be too late in the day for him to, to do anything worthwhile which is a massive shame but um, we'll see I, I hope I'm wrong on that but uh, it looks like his um, I, I still think I think he'll leave the end of this season whatever happens yeah, he will. He's, yeah he's a massively yeah. high earner isn't he he's, he's the wrong side of things and he's injury prone but is that just like you he is yeah but just him not being available it's just been a massive disappointment uh, back to Twitter and it's echo favourite Sam Williams I think with the next question uh, should Nunez's long term position be on the left or down the middle yeah it's an interesting one that isn't it he'd, you know instinctively I'd say well down the middle he's a number nine but then every time I watch him play on the left he seems to absolutely terrorise them with his, his power and his pace and his, his ability just to, to run in behind and once he gets down that channel just puts it into into areas where Liverpool can profit like Cody Akpo the other night against Fulham and I actually think when Akpo signed and Nunes went off to the left in the second half of the last season I thought he, he looked to I thought that was where he was at his best for Liverpool last season um, didn't have the pressures of defending from the front in the way Klopp likes them to do so um, it's definitely an option um, and with Jota back as well and, and Gakpo I think they're both on nine goals each now for this season Um I think it's it's certainly an option. I don't think it necessarily has to be Diaz now on the left every week. I don't think he's going to ever have a regular position at Liverpool in the sense that sometimes he'll be on the left, sometimes he'll be playing as a centre forward. It'll just be dependent on who else is fit and who, who they're playing against. And it looks at his form as well. Like Liverpool players do tend to move it around. Like Salah's the only one you can say that is the position mm. that's he plays. And even then, he, he sometimes goes up front. Yeah. I was thinking Sadio Mane. He was the right winger, then he was the left winger, then he was the centre forward. Always changes. Uh, Next question's from Ash on Twitter, and that's about Curtis Jones. Uh, Unlucky timing for him when he has broken into the team because he had Gino and Aldum, Henderson, Fabinho, Thiago, and now McAllister to get past. Or has he been rather fortunate because he's had some absolute club legends to learn from? 
I'd say he's in the, the first team now, isn't he? He's probably one of the first names well, in the starting eleven. I, I would say that. I mean, I've just written a piece about him, basically saying he's one of these players. You know, Klopp likes rhythm, doesn't he? Yeah. Which, given the fact he likes heavy metal as well, doesn't really correlate. But you know, <laughs> anyway. Um, but Curtis Jones is the ultimate example of that. When he gets run of games, he suddenly makes a massive difference. You saw that at the end of last season. When he came into the team, he hadn't started a Premier League game in six months, something like that, when at Chelsea, and he starts the last 11 games, they're unbeaten. Start of this season, gets a minor injury, misses the first two, two of the first three games, gets back into the team, was probably the best player at Tottenham up until he gets sent off. Then he misses three, then he gets injured and misses another two. And then he only plays one of the next two off the bench. So suddenly you look at it and go, well, hang on, he's missed nine games at the start of the season here. Mm-hmm. And not all through his own fault. But then when he's got back in the team recently, look what he's done. He, he sets up the goal for 200 goal for Salah, Crystal Palace, yeah. gets the two goals. I think he had a very good game. Did he, I can't remember, was it Arsenal he had a good game? I can't remember. I think in the first half, he seems to be one of the better Liverpool West, West Ham on the coffee. No, West Ham, he got the, yeah, West Ham, he got the two goals. Got the goal against Newcastle. And that was probably his best performance for Liverpool. Uh, and he got the goal against Fulham. And uh, he was one of the ones that keeps on going. And I think... He's benefited from Gravenberch coming in because it's kind of elevated him a little bit. I mean, I spoke to him in the, in, the, in the summer or out in Germany and he's saying, look, I play for Liverpool. This is what it's like. This is what you have to expect. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting to, you know, competition for your place every single time And because you, you know that if you don't have a good game, somebody on the bench is going to come on and replace you. But by the same token, you also know that if you're on the bench and somebody doesn't have a good game, then you're going to get a chance. So it's all about taking your chance. So it's on the individual player. And... Is he, is he, he's done 100 games, is he? 100? Yeah, 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 he's done, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's beyond 100 games now for Liverpool. He's 22. He doesn't regard himself as a youngster. He's a first-team regular. And if Liverpool are to do anything for the rest of this season, I think he'll be playing most of the games. Yeah, I think I think the, the question is probably the answer somewhere in between, isn't it? You know, don't necessarily have to... Not, not everyone has to burst into onto the scene and be a first-teamer at 17. You know, I think, I think that sort of... Pattern has slowed down a bit in, over the years. You know, we, we all remember Michael Owen and Robbie Fowler, don't we? But it doesn't tend to happen as much nowadays. And, and Jones is a perfect example of that. But even Trent, to to a degree, you know, it was only. I, I even think when Liverpool got to the Champions League final in Kiev, he was still vi- being viewed as very much as a as a youngster who's just in well, the he'd, side. He only moment. just got out. They uh, got ahead of Joe Gomez, a right back, and mm, that, and Gomez got injured. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that. Doesn't really tend to happen anymore. So the fact that you know he's 22, and he's kind of come through this glorious period of Liverpool, sort of on the fringes, and now over the last what eight or nine months, he started to really establish himself as a proper first teamer. I think he's he's in an ideal position, and he only signed a new contract late 2022, was it? So yeah, he's uh, he's just got to carry on doing what he's doing at the moment and stay fit, and uh, I think he's got a, a really exciting future in in this new Liverpool setup. Trent coming the way he did uh, probably made it more difficult for him because you think he was in that team straight away as a teenager, whereas Jones has had to bide his time a little bit. You think if Trent's not there, he gets more hype. You don't have people on his back yeah. as much because that seems like the normal passageway well, to get. It's been more competition for places, hasn't it? You know, let's face it, Trent. You know, once he got in the head of Nathaniel Klein, there wasn't too many people in his way. Was was were there? Where you look at Jones and you just mentioned there, you know, Juan Aldum, Henderson, yeah. Fabinho, Thiago. Um, <clears throat> the um, pathway has been a lot more cluttered in the centre of midfield, but I suppose that's to be expected, isn't it? That's where you, you, uh, your key players should be. 
uh, while it has been the, the Premier League winter break, so no game for Liverpool this weekend, Salah and Endo have been in action at the Cup of Nations and the Asian Cup. I think Salah scored and got an assist. Endo got an assist. Um, the question from Danny Hamilton is, would you rather they go out early of the competition so they're back at Liverpool as early as possible, or do you want to see them win the two trophies? Yeah, it was an interesting question this when I've seen it. Um, I've, I couldn't think of, of what I'd prefer. I think... I think we saw what it did for Manny me two years ago when he come back and then he had a superb final third of the season, sort of playing up front and it kind of gave him the belief to, to kick on and have a really superb end to the season. So, you know, the thought of Mohamed Salah having, having a similar impact on him is is quite a tantalising prospect. Um, so I think I'd rather go with that over getting it back early and means he misses two games fewer or whatever it is. Um, and I suppose to a, to a lesser extent, Endo. Um, I think Liverpool are a bit stressed in the field at the moment, so I wouldn't mind seeing Endo back. And okay, Salah is Liverpool's best player, but um, I just think maybe you get more out of Salah in the long term if he comes back as an Afcon winner, as opposed to him getting knocked out in the group stages and he comes back two weeks earlier or whatever. Oh, look what happened with Salah last time when they lost the final. He kind of mm. lost his way a little bit, and also they got beat a couple of weeks later, didn't they? In the yeah, in the World Cup qualifier against the same team, wasn't he? Yeah, like extra time and penalties yeah. every time, yeah. which is why I hate extra time. And he, he played every minute as well. At least he, he ran them. Really like, yeah, really, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think to answer the question, I think they can both reach the quarterfinals and then be eliminated in non-controversial circumstances. So they can have a disappointment, but they're not massively embarrassed. But they can come back about a week or so earlier. Would they be back for Arsenal if that happened? I don't know. I've not looked at it, but not, I just feel as though that's the case. If they get knocked out in the group stage, then I think. Certainly, if, if Egypt get knocked out because they nearly lost uh, yesterday, that that would be a bit of a surprise. And I do wonder. Those well, two shocks in their group one nearly wasn't it? Was it Ghana lost as they well? They lost as well. Yeah, two. Well. So that great defender for that last goal, by the way. Okay, if anybody's seen it, don't do that. Okay, I, yeah. I've not seen it. Have you seen a goal? No, no, no. Because no. you notoriously don't like international football and you don't like or, the or, FA Cup. or defending or defending or defending. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Neither of the things that I'm keen on. Um, <clears throat> I have to say as well. Klopp getting kind of taken out of context for that joke he made about Endo and Salah. I think everybody knows it's a joke now. I think everybody knows it's yeah, a joke. Yeah, I think yeah. it's people deliberately trying to stay the pot there. Mm. Um, but what yeah. kind of journalist would do that? Well, no, it wasn't in journalists. It was just people on, on social media just deliberately trying to make sound like Klopp was an idiot or out of order or whatever. But yeah, I I think Liverpool might be best better saved if Salah comes back as an AFCON winner rather than knocked out in the group stages and um, he's disappointed. Quarterfinals. <laughs> <laughs> Should I just say semi-finals and split the difference? Oh, no, because think... if you're going to get to the semi-finals, you might as well get to the final. It's only about four yeah. days later. So that's got a, a third-place playoff as well, so it's the exact same finish time anyway. What well, then don't say semi-finals yeah. then. I was just being contrary. Anyway, next one from Zarek Singh. Do you think Klopp will extend his contract? <laughs> Do you know what? <clears throat> that first started to surface, didn't it, after Liverpool won the League Cup two years ago? They won that in late February, and by April they'd signed the contract. So, a little bit of a feel-good factor there. And I think he always references the game at City, wasn't it, where his wife was in the crowd, and he went over to them to kind of salute her and, and the fans. And then they had the conversation in the kitchen later that night, saying, that, how can we leave this? Um, so, to, I just got a feeling, the way things are going at the moment, he's got a spring and a step around the training ground, he's happier much um, more receptive to certain questions, shall we say, that the laugh is back. I think he is very happy with where he is at the moment and the, the kind of makeup of his new look squad, so I wouldn't rule it out. I don't think he will. 
but yeah. I wouldn't really out. We said that the last two times, haven't we? That he's mm. going to go at the end of his contract, and then he yeah, goes years is a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. It's a long time for for somebody to be at such a high pressure job as yeah. well. I think you have to bear that in mind. As your grandfather now as well, I think that that comes into it. Yeah, I think you know. I don't know whether his son lives um, around here or in Germany, but that could be a, a kind of unseen aspect of it all as well. Maybe spend some time with the grandkids. Should put you on your toes and ask for potential replacements. We know how much you love those questions. When they, you can't no, yeah, the we know how much you like writing these stories. Yeah. I, I, when was the last time I wrote that story? Not that one, but just replacing <laughs> everybody else, especially Mohammed Salah. You're obsessed with getting rid of him. Yeah, they're not. They might be on. <laughs> Best manager you've had in thirty years. Yeah, um, it's, it's going to be hard forever. Take so. Uh, I, I like, mean, the I obvious like people. Uh, I mean, the other one is obviously Alonso that people yep. are saying, but he's still pretty early in his um, in his managerial career. And if this was two years ago, we'd have been saying Steven Gerrard. So see how quickly but you wouldn't. Do you? I, I do you? you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that proved to be spot on. Dubon. Moving on. <laughs> um, this one's oh, not controversial at all. From Mohammed, when are FSG going to leave? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> <laughs> so, and do you know what? I, I thought I'm going to leave that one out just because it's just, I'm just tired of, of it being a debate. I mean, what, 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 what's, what's the problem with the owners at the moment? So the Liverpool City Premier League leaders. <laughs> Uh, Europe League last 16, in January. FA Cup fourth round against uh, Bristol and or Norwich at home. Um, Nappy Road end. Hmm. Yeah. Well, no, but though, was it? No, I mean, that's out of their control, wasn't it? Um, again, it just comes back to just spending more in the transfer market at certain times, but Liverpool, you look at their summer work and you, you'd, you'd think it was it was good, wasn't it? You know, it's it's got them into the position they're in and Liverpool looking ahead now to a really exciting Second half of the season, um, you look around the rest of the league, you know, the absolute madness that's happening with Chelsea, certainly wouldn't want that at uh, Liverpool. The huge question marks and caveats that come with Man City and Newcastle, you wouldn't want that. Everton, look at what's happening there, it's just across Stanley Park, that is a bit of a mess, isn't it? Or more than a bit of a mess. And Manchester United have just been taken over after years well, and years. Have, of, they haven't been taken well, over. Well, not taken yeah, over, yeah. but, you know, we're buying from... Um, from someone who's got 25%. Um, so, is it better the devil, you know? I think it is, with the little asterisks of maybe freeing up the pair strings at times. The thing about FSG is the next the big decision they'll have to make is when Klopp does go, mm. because a lot of the success has been because of Klopp, but then two things to that. One, they were able to persuade him to come, and the second one, they were able to offer him sufficient backing in whatever way that He's still here eight, nearly nine years later, so it's going to depend on, on what happens when Klopp does decide to, to go, and then you do wonder where, where FSG at that point go, well, you know what, it's been a great run. They'll have been there, what, how long have they been there now? 13, just over 13 years. Yeah, 14 so, years. Yeah, so it's yeah. going to be 15, getting on to 20 years, won't it, by the, by the time that happens. It's a long time for you know to be owners, and they might want to just move the club on. Do you think they'll ask Klopp? his advice on, on appointing the replacement they should never do that in the same but way just, yeah they should just don't do that they should just it's on them because they can say whatever they want then they just do one and then uh, mm. then whoever made the decision ultimately is the one who has to carry the can for it uh, next one from Luca favourite Liverpool memory in the Klopp era it's quite a nice one to follow yeah I mean I think just just being there in the, in the ground when they lifted the league after the 30 years and okay there were no fans there and that was a massively um, sad thing about it all but um, I thought Liverpool did that as well as possible as a, as a spectacle um, and the fact that 
me and Doily were one of or two of five hundred odd people in there on the yeah. night. Um, Miles away, like we couldn't be yeah, there to see it. It's 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 certainly one seller grandkids, I think that one. So I'll go with that one. I mean, I've seen them win the league before then because I'm obviously quite old with people in the ground as well, but with no fireworks. Can you imagine that now? Somebody winning something with like a load of fireworks going off. Um, probably, probably the Barcelona game. The end of that, I thought was quite. To be honest, I thought it was quite funny. So I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Let's see. Have we got any others on social yours? Yeah. What's mine? Yeah, yours. Come on. Mine not as good as yours because I wasn't there for like them winning the league. But you don't have to necessarily have to be Champions there. League, it's still your favourite. Your favourite, you know, thing. Um, let's go for the two 0 United. We say it on quite a lot for the clock moments or the Salah moments, or whatever. Just because that's when the crowd go, we're going to win the league, and that's yeah. the moment where you knew Liverpool were going to win the league. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, we get a similar moment in a couple of months' time. We shall wait and see. Uh, we do actually have a, a couple more on YouTube, which don't follow on as nicely. Uh, Connor Bradley is already a better defender than Trent Alexander-Arnold. Discuss. Yeah, okay, let's discuss it. No. Yeah, no. Okay, no. no. Let's based on what? Based on a, a cameo in the cup or based yeah. on the blade who's won everything in the last five years? And the same person, this is Floriot Pika, has asked on for your thoughts on Tyler Morton. He's obviously having a very good loan with... Because uh, of the night, didn't he? Oh, you know, he's a player who I've, who saw quite a lot of uh, playing for the academy. But he's always going to be a footballer. I think the moment for him to be playing for Liverpool has probably passed. Um, but I do think that he'll end up having a very good career in the Premier League. And that's it for your questions. Uh, you can obviously watch these back. And if you want to comment on the videos, do. But these two will not be answering your questions. Sorry about that. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back again later this week. I believe it'll be Friday, uh, where we'll talk about what's the next game, Bournemouth, isn't it? Yeah. And hopefully we'll have uh, lots to say after the winter break where nothing has happened anyway uh, yeah I've just lost my trailer thought <laughs> uh, catch just you say later. goodbye Theo goodbye you've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo